Good morning, everybody. Today, we will be learning Daf Nun Zayin in Maseches Gitin. Let's start 14 lines up in the bottom, then Vavam and Bez. Titus, was he a good guy, Barry? Well, we learned enough yesterday to realize very lahachis, as they say. He was purposely arrogant and, um, and, and, uh, I just wanted to show you the second Tosfos in Vavam Beis. V'nasa neis v'hayadam says Tosfos lodia de kasher lefnei amakom churban beis hamikdash. Very interesting, right? When when we say the story of Titus after doing incredible averos, sticking you know a sword into the parochas and and blood flows out, so we always think of it more like um, Hashem, right? B'derech shalom rotzel lelech malichin also. Hashem wants to almost once he sees. Atitus is doing bad behavior, right? This is like the Rambam's notion of the Bechira Chavshis of Paro, right? That once he sees the evil person doing evil behavior, even though they are a Shaliach, and this is a philosophical point, right? At what point, uh, and the Mepharshim discuss it in this Gemara, at one point, when Hashem has somebody who's a pawn doing their bidding to move human history forward, right? At what point does that person have culpability or choice, right? That evil person. Uh, over what they're doing. And so, you know, there's evil and there's evil. Sometimes you relish it, right? So with Paro, for example, right, the fact that he took to it so much, so it's a conundrum because they say that Hashem par- hardened Paro's heart. So does that take away his Bechir Chavshis? That's what the Mepharshim deal with, right? Does that take away his ability to make, but, but, um, to make his own decision and thus be culpable for their own decision? Similarly with Titus here, Obviously, a degenerate of the highest order and somebody who's trying to, to poke uh, at Hashem. And uh, now, we talk about, now we start talking about how Hashem cut him down to size. But be that as it may, right, I, I thought that the blood pouring out was a way of once, he's, once Titus is already engaging in this behavior, Hashem is kind of encouraging the behavior, right, by allowing him to think, right, that he is... So in charge, sometimes uh, that that works as a consequence of the person's own actions. Hashem almost encourages it uh, in a way in order to punish greater um, later. That's not what Tosva says, right? Tosva says that no, that there was an actual. This is an unbelievable statement. What does that mean? That the blood came out as a symbol of the fact that it was. Uh, Difficult for Hashem, so to speak, Kaviyachal, that there was a Khurban Besa Mikdash. It was almost symbolic of Hashem bleeding out over the over the Khurban. That that's not that's not uh, what I would have thought. Where Tosos gets that, I'm not sure. That that's amazing. Anyways. So, what was his fate? Leftistus? Let's go. Um, there's a lot of words here. This is like Bracha style uh, format. So here we go. Amar Lov Nachshol Shabiyam Lutovo. So Hashem's starting to take Titus down. Hurricane's coming and it's going to drown him. Oh, I'm sorry. 14 lines up from the bottom in Vavim Beis. Do you see that? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so, so this was going to be the fate of Titus. This is where we left off yesterday. So Titus says to himself, looks, like, looks to me, Shelokehem, or... In this case, he's God's or their God. Shall elu ein gvoraso It looks like the God of the Jews only knows how to handle himself in the water. He's like Aquaman. How do I know? Because but paro Look at this. Titus knows the uh, Jewish history that Paro was drowned in the sea, as we know, right? 
And Sisera, when he came, rebelled against the Jews, he drowned the army in the Sea of Nachal Kishon, um, as we learn in, uh, in Shoftim. And So now I, I'm going to be, right, also drowned in the sea. If I go on dry land, I should be safe. Looks like Hashem's Aquaman over here. He only gets you in the sea. Im giborhu, and so again, the arrogance of Titus, if Hashem's a real man, fight me on land. So Yatsta Baskal Veramalali Baskal says, Russia bin Russia ben Benoshal Asaf Harasha. Interesting why he brings in Asaf Harasha. Rome is the descendant of Edom, which is Asaf. Be that as it may, big old Russia. You think I need the sea to, to take you down? I got a tiny little creature in my world that I created, and it's called the Yatush, and that's going to take you down. Which is to say, anytime we think that we're the unsinkable ship, and we are, the, and we are, uh, right, that we are great, Hashem has every ability at any time to take us down to size with the smallest, right, pebble that David throws at Goliath, or the smallest uh, Yatush, the smallest gnat up his nose. Amai Kari Liberia Kala, why was it called so small? The Ma'alna Isla Okay. Biologically the food goes in, but it doesn't have an outlet for the food. Okay. It's biologically weird, but So this is the the Miyamar Al Me, this is the Basko talking to Titus Sid saying. He said, You know what? Let's go. Take it outside. Let's take it to on land. Titus goes on land. Up goes the gnat up his nose. Seven years it's digging into Titus's brain. So during uh, the boring of this thing into his brain, Titus was in excruciating pain for seven years. So he was passing the doorway of a right uh, metalsmith, Shama Kal Ar Zafasa, right, and the hammer startled the gnat in his brain when it heard the sound of the hammer. And Ishtik, and that actually gave Titus very right temporary um, right comfort because the net would stop digging into his brain. So Amar Ikatakanta, so Titus said, "Aha, see, I figured it out. I have a cure." So now some cure, right? All day he's got people banging right hammers in in, in his uh, company, which you know you and I would think that that's an awful thing. But for him, he was in so much pain that that was actually what was giving him relief. So whether, when he got, right, so he had to have 24-7, like, people banging all day. So if it was a non-Jew, he would pay him uh, for Zuz. If it was a Jew, he wouldn't pay him. Why? Because witnessing the suffering of your enemy is enough. So you see, again, he's hanging on to this hatred. So for 30 days straight, he's got the banging going on to, to give him relief. But after that, the, there was what was called, uh, right, the, the gnat became uh, desensitized and was okay. He got used to the banging and got to work even in the presence of the banging. So Tanya, Amari Pinchas Menaruva, Romi. At the time, Pinchas Menaruva said, I used to hang out. In the, amongst the nobles of Rome, and so I got to see, uh, you got to go to, uh, I, where is this Italian? I, I'm going to remember it the second. It's near um, Padua. Padua. There, I think I remembered. 
that's uh, the place where supposedly Romeo and Juliet take place, but that's where Leonardo da Vinci famously uh, went to college, and Galileo. They have a college, you could see, the very first surgical suite. And uh, they had an audience, and they would have you know, the uh, surgical suite at, with the surgery in the middle. So this is what it reminds me of, right? Because this is where it happened. It happened near Rome, in Italy. And he says, I used to be among the nobles, and when I watched from the balcony in the surgical suite that they split his head open and did the autopsy on Titus, Matsubo, Kitsfor, Jor, Mishkal, Slime. They found that the gnat was no longer a tiny gnat. It was like a, it was like a bird size. Wow, it really grew from uh, eating Titus's brain. In the, in the Brisa, they learned that it was about 21 pounds. Like a, like a one-year-old pigeon. Unbelievable. Amar Baye Naktinan, we have a tradition, Piv Shel Shel Barzel. This thing was, uh, you know, it's funny, Yesh Olami, Hashem created this thing. It sounds like a mythical creature, right? That the mouth was of copper, the nails were of iron. This was a, this was a real uh, fitting way for Titus to die. As Titus was dying, Kihava Kamayas, Amalahu, he said to anybody who was around, gavra. he was talking about himself. He said, burn me, talking about himself in the third person, uh, like a star athlete. And scatter the ashes over the seven seas. That's where you get the phrase seven seas. Ashev yame. Um, also because of seven seas, seven oceans. So that the God of the Jews won't be able to put me in judgment. Wow. Okay, so I think as he was dying, he started to realize uh, that he was in trouble in Olam Haba. Okay, so now a related story to that. Four lines up from the bottom. Unclus bar kalunikus bar de titus. So this really is unbelievable. Uh, Titus had Unclus come from him, the famous Unclus. It's unbelievable. Targum Unclus. Uh, so he was, right, Titus's nephew. Uh, as we know, he did not come, right, he was not Jewish, he was a convert. Uh, he did his research. Prior to converting, he went to necromancers, uh, od, as Rashi says. Look at the, uh, an ov, rather, right? Uh, and Nagida, right? Um, look at the last, last Russian in Vavim Beis, Benigida Ov, like Oven Idoni. He went to people who talked to the dead to ask different dead uh, enemies of the Jews. This is a good strategy, Barry. If you're considering whether you should convert, go see how the enemies of the Jews, uh, what they think of the idea in Olam Haba when they're in the Olam Ha'emes, right? Even in this, even in uh, Olam Hazeh, Whenever you want to know whether Israel did the right thing, just look at the Palestinians. If they're celebrating, then you know you probably didn't do the right thing. <laughs> See that all the time. Anyways, so have a bayle He wants to convert. So the Nagida is an ov. He goes to a necromancer, person who speaks to the dead, and he conjures up the spirit of Titus, and he talks to him. Amalei. Unklos asks, man chasha alma. How's it going? In Olam Habas, Amalei. Titus says, Israel is man chashev. Who's considered prominent? Like, what's the what's the real deal? So he says, Israel, the Jews. So Malid Buki Behus said, So no, is it a good idea for me to convert? So Amalai, Tita said, Milayan efficient Vlamatsas the Kimainu. They have a lot of halachas. You're not going to be able to do it. To be Mikhaim all the mitzvahs. Zil Igri Behu 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 Alma. Go attack them 
in the world of the living, Vehavis Resha, meaning you're cooked, right? You're not going to do anything good in Olam Haba. So at least if you are an enemy of the Jews, you'll be a big shot in Olam Hazeh. Because everybody, uh, because um, anti Semitic leaders are usually very popular because people hate Jews. That's a Pasuk and Echa, right? Towards the beginning, like the fifth Pasuk and Echa, we'll see soon enough, Dafyomi coincidence, right? This whole thing. That that Hayutzarayalarosh, right? People love uh, hating Jews, so anti-Semitic leaders usually get popular. Call Israel Nasarosh, right? Anybody who hates Jews and persecutes them becomes leaders. So Amalei's unklus Titus, Dine dehu gavimai. So no, how are you doing? By the way, in Olam Abasa, Amalei's Titus answers. We finally arrive in the Dinah Medalif, but my depasik anafshei. Well, actually, I'm punished with the very fate that I set for myself. Every single day, my ashes are gathered, and my judge, and they scatter, sure enough, my ashes over the seven seas. So it didn't really work. In other words, they do scatter his ashes over the seven seas, but they do it every single day, so that's kind of is his judgment. Okay. So Unclus is doing his due diligence, and he asks more of this Poshi Israel. So, uh, uh, Right, the Sone Israel. So he's already, he got like a three for one deal with the Ove, with the necromancer. So he asks three people, starts with Titus, then he goes to Bilam. Remember Bilam? Dafiomi coincidence, we just read it not so long ago. So Amalei, Unclus says, Man Alma, who's prominent in Olam Abba? Amalei Israel. So everyone agrees the Jews are the man when it comes to Olam Abba. So Maoli so do you recommend that I should convert? Asks Uncle of Bilam. So Amalei, you should not really deal with them. Don't, don't say Shalom Aleichem to them and don't try to get benefit from them. Where is he getting this? This is a paraphrase of the Pasuk in Sefer Devarim where we say that the Jews should not right, be Doresh Shalom from Moab. Right, we just recently, right, read this uh, parsha. Right, you're not supposed to. So this is how we're supposed to relate to Moab. But he uses that that phraseology for how we should treat the Jews. Like, don't don't deal with them. Okay, so Amalei is actually a double. I think it was last week's parsha. Uh, there's a double directive there when it comes to Moab. A, you're supposed to. Uh, fight them uh, and not, not be nice to them, but you also have to harass them. Anyway, it's not for now. That's how he says, he says, don't deal with the Jews. Why? Yeah. So he just says, you, should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, deal well with the Jews. So Dina dahu gavar b'mai. Okay, and how are you doing in Olam Abbas? Amalei, b'shech v'zero sachas. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in boiling, right, shech v'zera. All right, so that's, so clearly this is not the guy he wanted to for life advice, right? That's what he's doing for eternity. So also ask him in Nagida Leposha Israel. So then he went to the Posha Israel. This is a um, the Nagida, right, is the Ov, as we've said. The Posha Israel is Yashka. Why is it called Posha Israel? Because this is an edited version of the Gemara. Right? Posha Israel means the sinners of Israel, but but it is a reference to Jesus because he was Jewish, right, as you know. Right? So he was a Jew who was rebelling against some of the corruption in the base of Mikdash, that actually was not a terrible point that he had. The corruption of the base of Mikdash was certainly there. Um, be that as it may, Amar Lei, Unkla says to Yashka, Man Alma. How's it going over there in Olam Abba? 
And who's Chashiv over there? So Amalai Yisrael. So it starts, in all three of them agree that Yisrael are Chashiv and Olam Haba. So Ma'alad Bukimu. But again, is it worth it? Is it worth this Olam Haba to join? So Amalai, so Yashka says, Tavasam Drash Rasam Lothidrash. You should seek them good. You should not seek harm to the Jews. It's not worth it. Because right? touching them is like poking out your own eyes. So Amalai, so Uncle says, Dina de Hugavimai, and where are you, how are you holding? So Amalai, but Tsaro Sachas. I'm in um, steaming hot uh, piles of human excrement all day. The Amar Mar, why? Because it says, who's Mar? This is an Erevan, we saw it in Dav Chafalef. Yeah, that's a phrase that we have, that a person who mocks the words of Chazal should be punished as sitting in boiling feces, and that indeed was Yashka's fate. Um, says the Gemara, Look at the difference between the Posh Yisrael. So again, Yashka is not considered one of the big Jew lovers of history, but he's Jewish. And what the Gemara is pointing out is that because he's a Yid, right, his point of view is fundamentally different than the point of view of Bilam and Titus. Titus and Bilam are just like, stay away, you can't do this, don't deal with the Jews, don't seek them out, keep your distance, right? Yashka did not say that. Yashka advised the Jew, advised Unclus to seek the benefit of the Jews, right? So again, Bilam was considered a Navi and a priest and a man of the cloth, and he said, stay away from the Jews, even in Olam Ha'emes. Whereas Yashka fundamentally, right, fisherman, son, and all that, not necessarily considered a man of the cloth in his own lifetime until maybe 600 years later it was turned into a thing. And yet, in his own, and yet he, being Jewish, had more reverence for Chazal. And that's what the Gemara is pointing out here. Fascinating insight indeed, right? That, that fundamentally he understood that it's worth it for Unclus to be a Jew and to seek good for the Jews. Okay. So, Tana, okay, so that is the story of Titus. Let's go back to Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Says the Gemara, Tanya, we have a Brisa, Amar Rabbi Lazar, Bor E Kamagadolo Kocha Shalbusha, right? See the power of embarrassing somebody. Right? That it's unbelievable, right? Bar Kamsa was a jerk on, by all accounts, right? And yet Akash Baruch Hu helped him. Remember, Bar Kamsa uh, put the mum, he had a horrible plan. He's putting a mum in a korban and he's revealing it to the, and he's going to get back at the rabbis who allowed him to be embarrassed at the banquet, right? By, by doing this whole uh, right by by having this whole plan, and the plan worked. After all, there was korban. Hashem let it happen. See Kadosh Baruch Right, it worked better than his wildest dreams. So Hashem is helping Bar Kamsa, so to speak, burn down the whole school and the whole base of Mikdash. Why? Because the busha is real. The busha is what stands out. Right, the fact that the person who made the banquet embarrassed Bar Kamsa in front of everybody was worthy of Bar Kamsa having the siyata deshmaya, as we say, to, br- to bring down right, the whole establishment. So we see the koach of you should not embarrass somebody like that publicly. Okay? Two dots, three lines. I mean, every one of these statements, obviously, what we're supposed to get are these three weeks and these days of Chorban. I think Rabbi Rose has a WhatsApp group, Shlita, our Rev over here at Shari Zion, of uh, working on Bidonim L'Chavero, right? That's why we're fashioning these beards and certainly Musser in every 
in every step, every every line over here. Okay, so two dots, three lines down in the wide. I taught Nagola. Okay, so we're done with one story out of three, Barry. That was Kamsa Bar Kamsa. Okay, another reckless uh, behavior that led to disastrous consequences. The chicken. What's the chicken? Right, we're talking about the rooster and the hen in, in Har Hamelech. What was this? They used to have a custom in that place. Whenever they would take out a bride and groom for a wedding, they bring out a chicken and a rooster. He says, go have, right, tons of kids like chickens and hens. Uh, chickens and, uh, and roosters. Yamachada so one day, a band of Romans are coming by while this is going on, and Shaklini Minayu, they take away the chickens, ruining the chill, ruining the party. So this is not going to end well. The Jewish people at the wedding started what? Um, started basically killing these Roman guards that are taking away the chickens. So it became a fight, Barry. Also, Amrullah the Kesar, so the Romans, of course, would go back. They, weren't, they didn't kill all the Romans. Some of the Romans got back to the Caesar, and they're saying, Mardu Bachi Hudai. He says, The Jews started attacking us. So, Asa Elias, the Caesar's like, Okay, I'm going to go kill all these people. Happens to be that even though the Jews are not known for athleticism, there's always one guy. So, this was like the Sandy Koufax amongst the Jews. Who happened to have, be very athletic? To have a kafetz mila, he could jump a mile. But katel behu, and and he and he killed Roman. So he was like a superman soldier of the Jews. The Caesar takes his crown, puts it in the ground, and Amar, and he starts to daven, and he says, See, this is the Roman uh, Caesar davening. He says, Hashem, uh, Master of the World, if if you don't mind, It'd be humiliating. Don't don't deliver us to in the hands of this super Jew soldier. Actually, So sure enough, he was called the Southerner, right? Levardroma, this athletic Jew, and he became very what? He became sure of himself and haughty. This is always the kiss of death. He says he quotes a pasuk. He says, "Allah Okay, this is the pasuk in Tehillim that says, uh, "God." Uh, it, it is not, is it not you, Hashem, who forsook us, right, who left us? He says, don't come with us, we don't, don't come with us and fight. Now, obviously, this is actually rhetorical, right, as the Gemara is going to say. When David Malach said it, he was saying it like as a, are you not with us? Yes, you are. Let's go to battle, right? Uh, the Gemara is going to bring this out. But he took the Pasuk and said it out of context. This athletic Jew said, we don't need you, right? We got this. We don't need you to come with us in battle. I'm going to kill these people myself. Leave these people to me. To which, so, so this did not go well for, for, that, um, for, for that Jew. Uh, be that as it may, you'll see how that happened. But the Gemara asks, David Nami Amarachi, this is a Pasuk in Tehillim. And it's not attributed to anyone, so we assume it's David Amalek, right? That's who wrote Tehillim. Says so the Gemara, David, Asmui Kamatame. Yeah, David said it as a question, right? It was a rhetorical question in Tehillim. You'll see the Hemshech Lepasuk says, Now come, are, are you not with us? Yes, you are. Let's go to war. After all, we have Hashem on our side. Yeah, but he took taking that one Pasuk out of context. This athletic Jew said, Are you not with us? That's okay. I got this. So Allah Vesak, he said, This southern athletic Jew goes to the bathroom one time 
And the worst nightmare you think of when you go to the bathroom, big old snake coming and disemboweling you from the inside out of the toilet. That's how he went down. So Amar, so the Caesar said, right, this was actually his prayer's answer. It's a sense of nays happened to me. So like as a, right, homage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for answering his prayer, he left the Jews alone. Interesting, right? So Shavkinu ve'azal, he left them and went home. So now the Jews make a big simcha, right? They started leaping with joy, and now they're having a whole party. And they're lighting so many fires and, 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 um, and candles in celebration that you could see the design on a ring, uh, on a signet ring from a mile away. So it's very, very well lit. So the Caesar, obviously, this was not lost on him. Uh, the Jews really shouldn't over-celebrate when it comes to these little victories. So Amar, the Caesar, says, you know what? These Jews are celebrating over my downfall. I changed my mind. I'm going to go kill these people. <laughs> so annoying. Amar Ravasi, Ravasi said, uh, So how did he, what happened? 300,000 sword-wielding soldiers go to the place. Three full days and nights of massacre. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as we'll see, Hartufa was so big that Turmalka rather was so big that you can that you could do three full days of killing on one side of the mountain. The other side of the mountain isn't even aware of it, and they're continuing the party. Right, and one side of the mountain didn't know about the other. So on one side there's a major massacre going on, and the other side, right, cognitive dissonance and not aware at all, uh, and they are partying away. Says the Gemara, how big was Har Hamelech? Giant. Bila Adonai Velochamalas Konos Yaakov. Hashem was consumed without pity and destroyed, right, all of the Neos Yaakov, all the beautiful places of Yaakov. This is a Pasuk and Echa we'll be reading short, soon enough. Kiasa Ravin, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, what is it talking about all the dwellings of Yaakov? When Ravin came to Bavel, he said in the name of the great God of Eretz Israel, Rabbi Yochanan, Eilu Shishim Ribo Ayara Shailu Liyana Melech Behara Melech. This is talking about 600,000 towns that Yanayamelech had. Yanayamelech was one of the biggest places you could imagine. 600,000 towns. Mitzrayim had, each of these 600,000 towns had 600,000 Jews, males over 20, which means like over 2 million people. That's physically impossible, Barry. That's more people than there are in the world by many multiples. Uh, anyway, even now, Anyway, except for three towns that were even bigger, that had multiples, right, twice as, not, as like four million per city. And Eilein, right, so this place had what? I, I can't even do the math. What is it? Uh, 70 trillion? Okay. So it's got to be an exaggeration, but Eilein, Kfar Bish, Kfar Shechalim, and Kfar Dicharia. These are the three biggest cities that had like four million people each. Kfar Bish, Deloyavi, Beis Pisa. Kfar Bish is literally called the bad village because they did not, uh, they were bad with Achnasas Orchim, Lush Pisa, right? They didn't make a, uh, a uh, visitor's center, right? We should always have like a, a place for guests to stay. Kfar Shechlaim, Shaita Parnasan Mishachlaim. Kfar Shechlaim is so called because they made their Parnasan from cress. I had to look up cress. It looks like that grass that comes out of a chia pet, okay? Uh, and Kfar Dicharya, which is, Dekharia is like the Dalad and Zion are interchangeable. It's like 
male village. Why? Their wives would first have male children, and then females would post us. And then they would stop to have children as soon as they had girls. So they liked having boys, right? Uh, when, they, when they have, um, they, they just want to have boys. Okay. So Amr Ul, Didi Chazilalahu Asra, when I myself, so Ula says, you know what? This, this is, I, 70 trillion people, are you kidding? I went to Haramelech and I saw it with my own eyes. I feel she's in Rivaso Kanilo Machzik. It can't even hold 600,000 reeds, let alone 600,000 towns filled with 2 million people each. So Amr Leahu Tzaduki, the Rebbe Chanina. So when a Tzaduki, that's all a Tzaduki needed to hear, right? When the, when the heretics heard this, they went to Rebbe Chanina, Shakur Mishakresa. You guys are a bunch of stinking liars, Chazal, because all these, uh, Phrases of how big Haramelech was was an exaggeration. So Amalei, Rav Chanina said to him, "Be'eretz Hatzviksiv." Right? This is the pasuk in Daniel Ksivba, uh, referring to Eretz Yisrael. And of Herschel Shechter Shlita, the great Rebbe, uh, the name of his sefer, Ma Tzvi, because his name is Tzvi Herschel Shechter. Right? Get it? Ma Tzvi Ze Ein Oro Machzik as Besaro, just like a deer. Right? Once it's been flayed, the skin is not large enough to accommodate the flesh. In other words. The, the, the skin of a deer is stretched so taut against its body, if you just took off the skin and looked at it, you'd think like you can't even hold right, a, a mouse in this skin. And yet, when the deer is in the skin, it has the ability to accommodate it. That when the Jews come, there's always enough room for all the Jews. But without the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael in the time of Chorban, it looks like the tiniest dot and the speck on the earth. So maybe uh, the skin of Eretz Yisrael spread to its capacity and be filled with the all of Klal Yisrael with the coming of Mashiach and maybe even before, more and more over time. Okay. So now let's talk about uh, more towns that were destroyed by the Romans. So these Gedolim were sitting together, and Amri, they said, If anyone heard anything about the residents of Kvar Shechanya and Mitzrayim, let him talk about it. What, what do you mean? Say, said the, says the last uh, wide line in Rashi on the left column, like, were they good people or not? In other words, the place was destroyed. Did we destroy good people or not? So, so one of them started speaking. So obviously, all these places were besieged by over the Kachavim. So there was like an engaged couple and they were taken by, by these people. And they made them get married. So so the wife said to her husband, so now they're married, but they didn't have a ksuba. Okay, so the wife says to her husband, We taught, we learned Masechet's Ksuba. We know there's a Din Derabanan, you need to have the Ksuba in order to be together. And so they were so mocked on that Din Derabanan that they were abstinent throughout their marriage, even though they were married. Right, because they didn't have a Ksuba, because they were obviously married in captivity. His whole life, right, it was Harchakos forever. And he didn't touch her. When he died, she was masbid him. And they said, give him a big eulogy. Because this guy was able to control his Yetzirah more than Yosef at Tzadik with Aishas Potiphar. How so? Yosef at Tzadik only had to deal with it like maybe once a day or one time, right? It was only like for a short amount of time. But hi, we're living together all day, every day. 
and, and yet he was able to withstand going near me. Yeah, Yosef did not necessarily, right? He didn't share a bed with her. We were, for, we were in the same bed every night. And with Yosef, that wasn't his wife. And this was, we were married. Another Chacham said, So that is just to show you what Sadiq, uh, if they were in that town. A second point, data point to show. In that town, there's an incident where the price of more, 40 right, modios of grain stood at a dinar. And then the rate dropped by one modia of vodka. And they checked to see why it happened. They, they, they found a bunch of degenerate father son team that were violating Nara Muras on Yom Kippur. That's pretty bad. So those guys were really warped. So they brought them to Bezdin. They killed them, obviously. And the uh, prices of gas went back down, as it were, right? It, which is to say, right, there was such a spiritual sensitivity that this kind of degenerate behavior was so unusual that when, first of all, spiritual sensitivity, when the price of, of gas goes up, they, they see it as a consequence of some spiritual failure, right? Uh, and... And secondly, once they discover this one outlier uh, in the spiritual behavior, they're able to bring the, the prices back down. So um, a truly spiritual place. That's the second data point. And another one says, There was a guy who wanted to divorce his wife, but he didn't want to pay the ksuba. Right? So he wanted to get out of it. So, what a smart guy. He invited his buddies. And he gives them a whole bunch. Yeah, they have a Super Bowl party and they give them to drink and all that. And, and then they're all together with his wife on a bed. And he puts some egg whites in the place to make it look like there was cohabitation with his wife going on in order so that he can be Megarasha without a Ksuba. And then he brings Adim and the whole thing and he tries to make, he tries to frame her for adultery, this is a nice guy, in order to avoid paying her the ksuba. There was one of the elders from the house of Shammai. That was his name. You know, I learned that when you put on the fire egg whites, it actually contracts. But when you put, right, it expands. So let's put fire to these sheet, bed sheets with the, with the egg whites. Bang, bada bing, bada boom. It contracted. So they knew this was egg whites. This was not Shech Vazerah. They gave Malchus to this jerk husband who wanted to get out of the Ksuba. And they took, they extracted the Ksuba amount from him. Why is that a sign of Because Yeah, because they weren't going for any of this baloney. Right? And they weren't going to go and, and, and uh, right, they were going for the MS. And they weren't going to be lazy and biased about it. Right? They went for the MS. And so perhaps that is why the Mepharshim explained why this is a sign of Tzidkus. They were able to do that. So, wait a minute. Okay, so we've established that the place was filled with Tzadikim. So why were they punished so? So, they did not mourn the destruction of Yishalayim enough. Daf Yomi coincidence. That you should, right, 
be misameach, this pasuk in Isaiah. When Yerushalayim is rebuilt, you can rejoice. Until then, you have to be misabel on Yerushalayim fully. So even the city of Tzadikim was worthy of being destroyed if you do not think of Yerushalayim at the for, uh, auspicious time of 6.13 a.m. where eight lines up from the bottom, two dots. Ashka the Rizpachar Besar. Let's talk about the third story, right? The incident with the side of the carriage in Betar. What happened? Okay. Okay. So they have a custom in Beitar as follows. Kevin Yal, Yunuka, whenever a baby boy was born, Shasle Arza, they would plant a cedar tree. Yunuka, Shasle Turnisa. And when there was a baby girl, they would plant a pine tree. And Mikhiava Minsby, and then at the wedding, this is a beautiful custom, Kaisi Lubavdu Ganana, they would chop down both trees and make a wedding canopy out of that wood together. So nice. Yamachadava Kachalfa Barte de Kesar. So the Caesar's daughter is passing by, Itbar Shaka de Rispuk, and the side of her carriage broke. So Katsu Arza So they go down to the wedding. Uh, they go down to the place where they planted these trees and they take that wood to fix her panel. So then the Jews come and they start killing those Romans who took the wood. This is not going to end well. So they go tell the Caesar. They said the Jews did this and that. So he's coming to kill them. That is when, how Betar started to be destroyed. The Pasuk says in Eicha, God the Bechari of called Karen Yisrael. He cut down fiercely all of the Karen Yisrael. So Amr Bzeir and Rebbe, Amr Yachanan, Elu Shmonim, Elef Karni Melchamish, Nichasu Lekrach, Beza Bishal Shalachdua. 80,000 division leaders, that's a lot of soldiers coming to Betar. They slaughter everyone from woman and man and child. The, so much blood that it flowed to the Mediterranean. By the way, it's not so f- close to the Mediterranean. That's a lot of blood. Shema to- Tomar, Korova Haisa. Yeah, you go to Betar today. It's landlocked. It's not near the sea. Rechoka Haisa Mil. Lest you say that it's close, it's at least a mile away from the sea. Tanya, we have a bright side. There's our Godol Omer. There's two rivers in the valley of Yadaim. Echad Moshe Chelech and Moshe Chelech. So the rivers flow in two divergent uh, directions, and the, and the Chachamim estimated that the rivers had so much blood that it was two parts water, one part blood. That's a lot. If, if 35% of the river going down is blood, that is a just giant amount of blood. It was so much blood spilled in Betar that it was enough right, to fertilize the, uh, the fields of the Ovdei Kachavim for seven years. As we turn to the Zayin of Bezam, Rechib, Ravna, Rishub, and Karcha, Sakli, Zok, and Echad, Manchur, Yishalayim, Bevika, Zuh, Haragnev, Uzaradan, Rav, Tabachim, Matayim, Bechad, Besaribo. Now we're talking about the first base of Mikdash. What happened with the, with the Bavel? That uh, elderly, right, Azok in Yishalayim told me that in that valley, Nevuzaradan, who is the Babylonian uh, executioner slaughtered how many people? Two million one hundred ten thousand comes out to. Yerushalayim and nine hundred forty thousand in Yerushalayim on one stone. And so much blood flowed that it touched the blood of Zechariah that was still boiling on the floor of the base of Mikdash. To fulfill this pasuk, the blood touched each other. Nosheya means a slightly different context, but this is a a right homiletic um, right uh, fruition of that pasuk. So the Gemara is going to talk about the boiling blood of Zechariah. What happened? Right, the Navi uh, speaks of the destruction. Nobody likes to be called out, Barry. The Navim were not popular. Right, people hated them and they would kill them. Amar my high. Okay, so so Nivuzaradan, who's a degenerate uh, killer, 
sees his boiling blood and he says, what is this? So Amrulay, they said to him, Dam this is nothing to see here. No, we're bringing Karbanos. In other words, right, the Jews want to hide the real reason, which was they had a Navi that was calling them out and they killed him. So they're like, oh, nothing to see here. This is just Karbanos blood. So I see the Mabeloidmu. So he brings Karbanos and he sees this is not similar. It's not the same blood at all. This is boiling thing. That's not what the Karbanos do. So I'm Mutav, tell me whose blood this is. If you tell me, that's fine. And by the way, if you don't tell me where this blood is coming, I'll flesh your I'll tear your flesh with iron combs. So Amalai man nimalach. What can I tell you? ben There was a Navi once. His name happened to be Zechariah. And he would give us Musar all the time. So so we killed him. So they, they spilled their guts, right? They told him the truth, which is that so many years, his boiling blood just will not rest. So Amr Lusen, then said, I know how to, I know how to calm down this blood. This is obviously a sign that Hashem's angry. So I see Sanhedrin Gedolov, Sanhedrin Katana. He said, let's bring the, let's gather the great Sanhedrin and the, the great one, the minor ones, right? The 72 Zucanium, 27. Let's bring them all together and cut the letter. He killed all of them. Wow. Below Nach. And that did not appease Hashem. Bechorim Sulas cut the below Nach. And now he's killing all the youth, right? The, the men and the women. No, still not. Now he's killed the school children. Still the blood's boiling. Amalei, Zachariah, Zachariah. The Zardan is screaming to the blood of Zachariah. He said, I killed all the greats. All the all the best and Nichalach the Avinu Lechulu. You want me to kill everyone? Kid Amalei Hachi Nach. When Nivuzar when Nivuzar done said that, that's when the blood stopped boiling. Unbelievable. He shaita here a true vidate. Nivuzar done the the great degenerate just killed all these people. In that moment, had a moment of tshuva. Amar Umayim al Nefeshachas Kach. The right Nefeshachas meaning Zechariah. The punishment for killing him was so great. Right. Hahu gaver the katal kohani nishmasal achas kama vakama. Right, uh, me who just slaughtered every man, woman, and child here, I must be in bad shape. He ran away, and he sent a document of instruction what to do with his stuff, and he grew a big beard and pace and, and, and went to Arsamech and, and became a Balchuva. We learned in the Bryce of Tana, Naman Ger Toshev Haya. Who was that? So let's just talk about, once we're on that topic, we'll talk about famous converts to Judaism. Naaman was the name of a Ger Toshav. Ger Toshav is three possibilities in the Mosechus of Avodah Samach Dalet, as to what it'd be. Either Ger Toshav means he doesn't do Avodah or he does the Zion Mitzvahs, or he uh, keeps all the mitzvahs, but eats at Mickey D's, right? He eats in the veil. Nebuzaradan, Ger Tzedekaya. Nebuzaradan was a Ger Tzedek, which is a full-fledged convert. You know the children of Haman, the grandchildren, ended up being uh, in Bnei Brak. They became We're going to get to who was the great links in the chain mentioned in Ava. So we'll continue here tomorrow, right, about the destruction as we are uh, a few lines down in the wide lines on Zion. I'm a base. Sorry for the delay.